We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lords by donating to the Future Full of Hope capital campaign at lordsdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. Well, good morning, everyone. So today is an awesome, awesome day. I'm really excited about today's gospel. I know you're shocked by this. Um, one quick note to so our, our gospel today, the church, what it does is it took the very beginning of Luke's gospel, the very first four verses, and then it stitched them together to chapter four, where we're at now. And so we had the very intro of Luke's gospel. And in that gospel, just one thing I want to point out in that very intro, St. Luke says that he's writing to someone named, he says, most excellent Theophilus. And Theophilus is just a really neat thing. That name, it might have been a real person, we don't know, but more likely, Luke is trying to address this to all of us. Theophilus is a name, but it's two Greek words stitched together, of course. Uh, Theos in Greek is God, and philos is love. And so Theophilus, that name means lover of God. And so Luke's gospel is meant to be written to you. If you're someone who wants to be a lover of God, the gospel of St. Luke was written specifically to you. Pretty cool. So today, last I have to steal one line. Last night we had a, a gathering of musicians, and one of our uh, cantors, I was talking with her last night, and she was like, oh, Father Brian, tomorrow's Mic Drop Sunday. And I was like, what do you mean by Mic Drop Sunday? And she was so right. Today in the gospel, Jesus reads Isaiah 61. He sits down. Everyone stares at him, and he says, today this reading is fulfilled in your hearing. And instead of a mic, there were no microphones. So I was like, it's not Mic Drop Sunday. It's Scroll Drop Sunday. He's like, bam, <laughs> right? <laughs> Big statement. Today, Jesus and scholars tell us, we'll get to this in a second, today's gospel reading in Luke, Jesus is telling us what his entire ministry is going to be about. This gospel reading is the key theme that's set forth for the rest of Luke's gospel. And it tells us what Jesus is going to do through the whole story. So he starts saying, he says, this is Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. And that's what I want to focus on today. What is the good news that Jesus wants to preach to the poor? And that's what he's going to do, the whole, the whole story that Luke tells us. Gospel, of course, means good news. Right? Jesus says, God has sent me to proclaim the gospel to the poor. Well, what's the gospel? Right? It, mean, it means good news, and I just want you to think about that for a second. Right? One of the things I love to tell people, I've preached on this before, the gospel is good news, it's not good advice. Right? And most people think it's good advice. We reduce it to that as Christians sometimes. And there is good advice in the gospel. Jesus gives us a lot of good advice, but the gospel is not good advice, it's good news. Right? It's news that something's happened. Now think about that. I, I had my car at the mechanic you know, two months ago, and I got news. It was really bad news. 
the guy was like, um, I brought it in for an oil change. He's like, you need $4,000 worth of repairs. And I told him, I said, I'm a pre, I kind of flipped on the phone. I was like, I'm a priest. I can't afford that. And he was like, okay, I'll knock off the labor, which is an abuse of priesthood, right? I should have told him I was a priest. He did. It was really nice. I felt so bad when I went into my collar to pick up my card. I'm like, I'm so, I didn't mean to like use my, anyway. But that, that was bad news that I got. One of my favorites, one of my favorite stories of Father Mike was a, a friend of his one time called him and he played us his voicemail in seminary. And this friend of his called and he's like, Mike, I've got awesome news for you. I've got awesome news. Call me back. Well, Mike called him back, and he was like, it was the start of Lent, and it was this lapsed Catholic, and he was like, I have decided for Lent to give up drugs until Easter. And Mike was like, yeah, all right, till Easter. Maybe we could extend it past Easter. That'd be great, you know? What's the good news Jesus has for us? Brothers and sisters, here's where we're going. Jesus' good news, if I could give it one line, The good news of Jesus is that God is a reckless forgiver. A reckless forgiver. And to understand today's gospel, I want to share with you something that is one of my favorite themes in theology. One of my absolute favorite themes. Today's gospel, you can't understand it. You cannot understand today's gospel if you don't know what the jubilee is in the Old Testament. Today's gospel is all about something called the Jubilee. And it's an awesome thing. The Jubilee is in Israel, and if you, I know you want to go home and look at this. The Jubilee happens every 50 years in Israel. The laws for this in the Old Testament are in Leviticus 25 and Deuteronomy 15. And we know that Jesus today is referencing that. He uses the word release twice as he speaks in the synagogue at Nazareth. And re- the, the year of release, a thesis in Greek, is a technical term for the Jubilee year. So what does that mean? If Jesus is saying, hey, you know what, you think of it like President Trump or a different president or maybe you were student class president. When people sometimes start a term in office, they'll give a speech about, here's where we're going. Here's my plan for my time serving. That's what today's sermon was for Jesus. He's saying, here's what everything's going to be in my life and in my ministry. And he relates it to the Jubilee year. Three things happen in a Jubilee year. Three things. And they're so beautiful. The first thing is that all debt is forgiven. So every 50th year in Israel, and they announce it on the the Feast of the Day of Atonement, all debts are forgiven. Now, I don't know if you have debt. I I did a little bit of research on this, not too much, but the latest stats I could find right now in the U.S., there's about, in, in household debt, right, of individual households, the total debt in the U.S. is about $13 trillion currently in the U.S. If you're between the ages of 35 to 44, the average household debt that people have is, about, is $133,100. Now, 
If you're not 34 yet or 35, you've got a lot to look forward to. Your debt's going to go way up, mostly because you'll get a house someday, hopefully. Not in Denver, too expensive. If you're 45 to 54, it's a little higher. The average debt in the U.S. for those between ages 45 and 54 is $134,600. The average credit card debt in the United States is $5,331, and the average interest rate on credit cards is 16.46%. Now, if you have that, or if you've ever had debt in your life, it hangs over the back of your head like a cloud. It's always there. And it creates a lot of fear. It's something that that keeps you from having joy in your life. And it's something that can very easily spiral out of control. In the Old Testament, it's very interesting. Modern Christians debate about this. In the Old Testament, some people say it's actually that this law should still be in effect. The Old Testament forbids Jews from charging interest on loans to their brothers and sisters. It forbids it. And the reason is because you and I are family. And people who have debt, if they have a high interest rate on their their loans they have, it'll spiral out of control. But in the 50th year, and I, I want you to think about this, Imagine someone whose life, they have this debt hanging over them, and it's always in the back of their mind. There's all this fear. They can't get ahead. They can't quite make it. God's laws for the Jubilee make sure that there is an end to that. That that will not go on forever. It will not. And a lot of times, if you have debt, one of the biggest fears is you're going to pass your debt on to your children. People are scared about that. People, when they're, they're getting older, they, they have great fears about passing debt on to their children. But in Israel, it wasn't going to be that way. Because every 50 years, all debts are forgiven. Okay, one last application of this, and I just love this. The word debt in the New Testament, ophelimata, is the primary analogy for sin. We've done this before, but just one one note on this. In our Father, when we say, forgive us our trespasses, the Greek word is not trespasses. Every single version of the New Testament of the Our Father, when you pray the Our Father, every time what the Greek says, it says, forgive us our debts. And in the Jubilee year... Every debt is wiped out. And Jesus today in Luke 4, he begins his ministry. He says, this is going to be, my ministry is a time of jubilee. And all your debts are going to be wiped clean. The second thing that happens is that slaves, slaves are set free. Right? So in the ancient world, right? Like if you're a slave, that can continue and your children can become slaves, and your wife, right? And it's tied to debt, by the way. If you ran into debt, if you had too much debt, 
and you couldn't pay back, eventually you could become a slave in the ancient world. And isn't that true today? Right, our sin, and Jesus teaches this, our sin can make us slaves. St. Paul talks about this in Romans chapters, really six through eight. Slaves are set free in the Jubilee year. You cannot be a slave. And God says, my children are sons and daughters, and they are not slaves. And so every 50 years, all slaves are set free. One more kind of note on this. 50th year, right? Something that, have you ever wondered, in Matthew 18, Peter asks how often he has to forgive his brother? Don't you love that one? Because you've wondered it too. And you're like, hey, Lord, how many times do I have to forgive my brother? As many as seven times. And I always hate that one because there's people, I'm one of the people who I'm like, I think I'm pretty good at forgiveness, but I have like my breaking point. And it's like, okay, that was number eight. You're done. Out. Never come back to my church again, right? That's kind of how I operate, so don't cross me. But what does Jesus say? He says, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. Now, what's 70 times seven? I love it. The people who know math grumbled and everybody else looked at the floor. 490, right? 490 is meant to say to us, Jubilee. In Israel, the, year, the seventh year is very sacred, but seven sevens, 49, right? Then the following year is the capstone, is Jubilee. And so Jesus isn't saying, keep a little notebook, and you know, if they hit 489, they're good, but if they hit 490, he's pointing us to the Jubilee. And the Jubilee is the year where all sin, all debts, all slavery are forgiven. Okay, here's the third thing. The third thing is that in the year of Jubilee, land is restored. And to explain this to you, I want to point to another text. So Israel is an agrarian society. So if you lost everything, Imagine if you lost everything. It's just gone forever in our country. But in Israel, it's a family. And so you cannot lose everything you have permanently. Again, if I lost everything and I felt like I had ruined my children's lives and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren, God puts an end to that. And he ends the cycle of poverty, by the way. Do you see that? If your father becomes an alcoholic and squanders all your family has, that cycle is broken by the Jubilee. Because in the 50th year, the land you had to sell because you were poor is returned to you. Every 50 years. Now, brothers and sisters, this is good news. And here's what I want to really, I hope this speaks to your heart. I was praying with this this morning And I've heard this a thousand times. I've studied the Jubilee over and over and over again. And I was praying this morning. And I just, I was like, Lord, you are so amazing. Because what I think and the story I tell myself is I say, I'm a priest. I know better. God's given me his grace. He's given me his spirit. And I've I've come some ways, but I seem to always have sin. 
I seem to always have that debt that just hovers over my head. And God, aren't you sick of me yet? Aren't you sick of forgiving me? The good news of the gospel is that our God is a reckless forgiver. And in your life, so many of us, I know you guys are all good looking and you all seem to have your act together and I know you don't. I know you don't because neither do I because none of us do. The gospel of Jesus Christ is that he loves you to the point that never ends. He does not grow tired of forgiving your sins. He does not grow tired of buying you out of slavery. He does not grow tired of restoring your inheritance to you. And here's the other story Luke tells that I think is a jubilee story. It's called the prodigal son. And think about that story. Right? The son is loved. He's given an inheritance And what does he do? He squanders it. He loses everything. And his debt, he goes into debt in a foreign country, and he has so much debt that he sells himself into slavery. Two of the major themes of Jubilee. And he comes back, and he comes to his father's house, and he says, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and before you, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Have you ever said that to God? I know I have. I know that I have said to God, I just, I'm not the priest I should be. And Lord, I know better, and I've, I've, I have some virtues and things that I have been working on to try to be a better Christian for 20 years. I still feel like I'm at day one. So, Father, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Let me be one of your hired servants. Right? And the prodigal son, the father doesn't even let his son finish the sentence. And he calls his servants and he says, put a robe on him, put shoes on his feet. Only slaves would go without shoes in the ancient world. They put shoes on his feet because he is not a slave, he is a son. He's clothed him in in a fine garment. He puts a ring on his finger, which means that he has authority to do business in the name of the family, even though he squandered all of his inheritance. The third promise of the Jubilee is that your inheritance is restored to you. Brothers and sisters, you're the prodigal son. And I think in Christianity, we're pretty good at understanding that God forgives us, but it's so much better than that. It's so much better than that. God doesn't just wipe out your debt. He does not just keep you from being a slave. He gives you an inheritance. I could go on forever about this. This is a major theme of Galatians 3 and 4. It's a major theme of Romans chapter 8. Oftentimes as Christians and as Catholics, we think that Christianity is just all about laws, and there are a lot of laws. And one of the laws, three of the laws are, you will not have debt forever, you will never be a slave in God's house, and you will have an inheritance Wow, is that good news. 
I woke up this morning and I was in my chapel. I did my holy hour. And I just, like, I've got to be honest with you. In the last year, I've just like, Lord, I'm so busy. And I just feel like my holiness is slipping and I have not lived up. And I felt like this morning God told me, Brian, this is the year of Jubilee. <laughs> right? That's, that's the gospel of Jesus is Jubilee. Is that debts are forgiven, slaves are freed, and inheritance is restored. Wherever you're at today, I, and I know all you guys, there's so many good Catholics in this room. Maybe you're on the fringe. Maybe you've been a good Catholic for a long time, and you're like, I went to Steubenville. I have four gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I have John 14 memorized, right? And you're like, I know all the things, and I'm, I, you know, whatever. I send my kids to Lord's Classical. And underneath, you have this fear of I'm not really a son, I'm not really a daughter, Yes, you are. Yes, you are. The good news of the gospel today, and the good news that Jesus sets forth with everything, brothers and sisters, our God is a reckless forgiver. I'd like to invite forward our RCIA, our seminary.